Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 238. John and Wendy, welcome back. Tom Horn. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John? Wendy, I am well. Hard to believe we are at the end of September already. I know. I know. Keeps going. This episode, like all the episodes in the month of September, is being sponsored by our friends over at Namely. So we want to thank them once again. And as always, Mm -hmm. near and dear to our hearts. Yes. End user certified and kid approved or yes. <laughs> Wendy approved or something, I guess, these days. Kid approved. Okay, sure. <laughs> Wendy, it is September. We talked yes. a few episodes ago about hitting a rather big milestone for us personally mm-hmm. with 150,000 downloads, which we have done. And we are very, very excited and pleased to be there. Yes. I wanted to mention another milestone that my corporate show hit in September, and that was 1,000 downloads. Wow. For what we're doing is totally shocking. (laughs) That's awesome. I know many of you have checked it out. I do want to thank you for that. I don't typically talk about my day job, but the show is called the Voices of Team Fischl podcast. Get to talk to teammates about their careers with us and why they stay and what they do. And it's it's been a lot of fun because I've started talking to people I don't know. And having been there for seven and a half years, you think I know everybody and I don't, which is has made it really fun, particularly <laughs> most of the people I talk to, Wendy, none of them have done a podcast before. Sure. They're out of their norm. It's exciting and they get to tell their friends <laughs> and, and like somebody, one of the guys, they call him the king of Spotify now because they found him show. And anyway, it's been a tremendous amount of fun. 38 states are, wow. and 10 or 12 countries at this point, which is amazing That's because phenomenal. we don't recruit outside of the U.S. <laughs> Again, I know some of our friends listened, just check yeah. it out. I want to throw it out there again. If you're thinking about creating content for your employer, are you looking for a different way to recruit mm-hmm. and talk about what your company does? Check it out. It's voices of team com or all the big players. Anywhere you find this show, you can find the voices of team official. I'm not going to talk about my day job anymore in this episode. <laughs> really, really excited uh, about hitting the, hitting that number because just like we talked about, we thought we'd get 50 downloads on this show. Right. I thought I'd get five. Like I really did right. not expect much. <laughs> been a lot of fun. Really excited about it. And more episodes are coming. Unfortunately, with everything going on with my dad and everything else, kind of slowed down on the production side. We're going to start ramping back up, getting more content out there. Come learn about the wonderful world of utility engineering (laughs) construction. I love it. I love it. Congratulations, John. I think that's fantastic. You know, like we, we talk about, it's a great way to get information out there. And you, you never quite know how people are, how people want to consume your content. So give it a shot. Give it a shot. I think the beauty of it is it's not 30 minutes long. It's not even close. Exactly. Ten, eight, eight to 10, 12 on a long eight day. 10 minutes. It's, yep. It really is just a taste. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, our guest tonight, returning guest, is now a fellow podcaster. We're going to talk more about yes. that uh, later in the show. Really excited we are able to make this happen. Let's make the introduction and get started. Yes, super excited to welcome Tom Horn back to the show. He is a self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades, master of none. He grew up at West Point Military Academy, wrestled for the National High School Championship team at Blair Academy, and graduated from James Madison University with a focus on business and hospitality. He spent the first part of his career working in nearly all management roles in the hospitality industry at hotels, hotel restaurants, and high-end fitness clubs. He's owned and operated a small chain of Irish bars in California, built HR programs from scratch, and has spent the last five years in business development for technology solutions that make the workplace better. Currently at People Element and fully focused on helping organizations drive employee experience. Oh, yep. And he also is a podcast host now. 
Yay! All about HR. Tom, welcome to the show. We are super pumped to have you here. First question, what is in your glass? You know, I was so excited to be here. I've got Eagle Rare bourbon in my glass. Nice little tenure for us tonight. Nice, nice. Not usually a weekday drink, but again, special occasion. (laughs) Tom, we we are. We're very excited to have you back. And you've been an active part of our community for some time now. You first appeared back in May of last year with one of your counterparts at People Element when you were sponsoring the month of the the social hour. We do appreciate that. That was May of 19. We're now in September of 22. What have you been up to? You know, that's a, that's a pretty big question, John. You know, obviously we talked about it a little bit. I started a podcast. Uh, you know, I think we'll talk about that probably a little bit later. Um, but a lot in part because of, uh, because of YouTube. You were a huge influence. This community has been a huge influence. So, you know, the last year and a half, I've been engaged as much as I can in the space. Went to HR technology last year. I'm still licking my wounds. I did not go this year uh, after much pleading uh, to my company, but I, uh, I'm pledging. I'll put it out there. I'm going next year. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, th- it's been a great summer. I saw more music. I spent more time in the mountains than I ever have. And People Element, we've been just hard at work trying to spread the word and, and bring on new uh, bring on new clients and, and help our clients achieve uh, achieve their goals. And I, the ink isn't totally there yet, but I'm super close to welcoming the first other person that's been a guest on the show as a client of People Element. Uh, actually, the second. Uh, was Tracy Sponenberg? Has she been on the show before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the oh, yeah. second <laughs> HR social hour half hour guest to join the People Element family. So there, it's been a lot. It's been great. It's been uh, really, really active. Awesome. That's phenomenal. Um, And yes, we love Tracy. One of our favorites for sure. Let's talk work. Let's talk shop a little bit. Um, So how have you or have you seen your customers needs change in the last year? And have there been any real surprises? Yeah, I mean, the last year almost feels like two years, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, this time last year was still coming out of COVID was still a lot of, you know, what are you doing about regulated people? Are people getting their vaccines? And there was there, there was still this cloud out there around the workplace, and that cloud turned into a thunderstorm as we headed into 2022. And that thunderstorm being, uh, I don't, what do you call it on the show? The great resignation, the great realization, the great whatever people whatever. named it. But we've seen a lot of, you know, I think coming out of COVID, we saw a lot of organizations really getting a lot more strategic with HR. I think coming out of COVID, organizations were like, wow, HR saved us. HR was the engine that pulled a lot of our workforce and organization through this. And they were starting to get more seat at the table, more strategy. And then I also saw, and I don't think that's gone backwards, but I've also seen with, you know, this, the, the economy that we're in and the hiring and everybody, I mean, I haven't gone to a store, a restaurant anywhere without seeing help wanted signs out there. And I think across most um, industries, people are now over the last year, been looking down at their feet, like, I need to fill these recs. I'm not looking as strategic. We need, I've got 100 open positions. It's not as much about how do we retain and do all of this. It's how do we get people in? And I think we're starting to curb that a little bit and, and starting to uh, get back to a little bit more strategic. But it's uh, it's been a bit of a fire drill year. Uh, as as a, You could attest to that. You're both out in the space. Uh, it, it, how's that read? Am I seeing the same things? Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Tom, not a good time uh, to be out of step, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Exactly. 
So as we look at the last bit of time, and we are all hearing many of the same things, as you're talking to HR pros, you're talking to your customers with People Element, what do you think is the biggest issue for the industry going forward in the next year or so? How are you helping people prepare for that issue? That's a great question. You know, my, uh, not plugging, but my last conversation on my podcast was with the gentleman named Brooks, uh, Brooks Mitchell. He was an HR leader in the 80s, 70s, uh, early 90s. And it was incredible hearing some of the things he was talking about. And I was like, this is exactly the same type of, uh, you know, the same type of things we're trying to fix today in a different way, but it's the same base. And I think that really applies to the question that you asked, because I think all of this is pretty cyclical, right? Like you get this, you get these parts of the economy and you get these times where you're really down trying to find workforce. And then that does subside. That doesn't go forever. And then you have to, the quicker you can, or the more you're already doing it, or the more you already have something in place and can pivot to really full retention. Um, you know, coming out of HR tech last year before the great resignation, you know, before the <laughs> for the hiring uh, piece happened, it was about upskilling. So I think as we settle back in and flatten, I think organizations really have to be ready to and know what's going to keep these employees engaged, have their culture. I think all that's going to come back up. And I think having something in place to make sure that you're upskilling and growing and developing all these new people you brought in. I think that's going to take center stage again. So I don't think it's anything miraculous, but I think it's that cyclical curve from, all right, we got them in. I would start preparing now to make sure you can take care of these people. If you haven't already, many organizations have, you know, I think we always talk about the, not the half empty, but the, the opportunity ahead. I do want to recognize so many organizations fighting through these generalities I'm kind of talking about that are kicking butt, that are fully focused on their culture and have been the whole time. But I think, you know, as an aggregate, I think that's, that's where you, organizations that aren't there are really going to have to focus. How do you help them get there? I, I forgot to plug my company. <laughs> well, well, let's face it, the combined experience on this call, yeah. we've seen these cycles. There are some unique things that came up in the last couple of years when you talk about a global pandemic, which none of us had seen. But you're right. Trouble finding people. Now it's okay. Now people have found and in a, there was a reset. People are unhappy trying to find what makes them happy. And now all of a sudden we're seeing people start to contract and go, oh, wait a minute, maybe we don't need all these people. That's all well and good. And now we talk about up. So now we say, okay, with what we do have, let's get them skilled up. I'm sure companies you work with, that's probably something they're very attuned to. Many of them are going to be Absolutely. working with platforms like yours, but others aren't at all. How, how do we help those to understand? There's not just a treasure trove of everybody wants to come work here, no matter what you believe, no matter what business it is. We get them there. That is why, I mean, I genuinely love what I do. I genuinely love working at people. I mean, A, because they're great people. Like I just went out for lunch with my CEO for absolutely no reason. We just went and had lunch. So I love that kind of access. I love our culture. I really love the outcomes of what we do. You know, my job, you know, we're not off just trying to sell stuff to sell stuff and hit sales goals. We're genuinely trying to help organizations. And everybody kind of says that in their pitch, but like we bleed that. What I love about it is it's applicable for any part of this cyclical cycle. And the way we help is it's never a bad time to understand how your employees feel. It's never a bad time for your employees to have a voice, whether they're new hires, 
You should have, as you're hiring these new people, you need to understand what's bringing them in. Why did they choose you over other organizations? 90 days in, all right, hey, you're in, you know your job. How was that? How do you feel? And then you can look, are they as engaged or is it slipping? Right now we're getting tons and tons of calls for exit surveys because they're saying, hey, we know we're bringing these people in. Like I need to find out while people are leaving. And of course that's important, but when you understand why people are leaving, but you don't understand why they came in the first place, there's, there's a bit of a gap. And then if you don't understand how they're feeling in the middle, there's a gap. I don't think every organization needs to have this massive, robust surveying all the time. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. The key for any organization, hospitality, manufacturing, desk jobs, like whatever you want to talk about, all the industries, you got to understand your team. And they will tell you. And it's not just griping. They will tell you. And when you have a validated survey, you can go back and look at it and find indexes that the... IO psychology and people science community is gone. Invalidate is, yes, this is what engagement looks like. I would say, make sure you have a program in. If it's, we do a survey every other year, you're definitely going to miss it. I was having a, I don't want to say a debate, but a, <laughs> a conversation with someone that said, we don't need to do surveys more than every other two years. Nothing changes. I said, your employees been flatlined, just as happy, just as engaged over the last two years. She went, yeah. I said, I, I, <laughs> I am incredibly impressed, but you know, I would, uh, I wish you had done some surveys so we could, I could show you the data and tell you you were wrong, but we didn't. So, uh, you'll just have to listen to me, but I, I think any organization, the point being whatever it is for you, whatever resources you have, whatever budget you have, you can do this. You can do it in a way that fits your organization with your 20 people or 20,000 people. Give your employees a voice, whether it's with people element or survey monkey, it's a free tool. You know, I don't look at people that do the same thing as people I and mean, as competitors. They're colleagues. We're all trying to help organizations do this. And there's different reasons to select different programs. I think people I mean, does a great job of simplifying it. You know, we do a great job. A lot of our clients are two or three people in HR going, I don't, we don't have a lot of resources. Great. We can simplify this. Spend your time looking at the data and taking action. Don't spend your time building surveys and sifting through comments, streamline it, find a solution that works for you, but do something. Don't do nothing. Whether it's exits, new hire, annual engagement, pulse surveys, do something. Your employees guarantee you have something to tell you that's a value. You need to listen, period. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> think you're on the money there, Tom, for sure, because it is just, you know, making sure that you are connected with your employees. I mean, that's the bottom line, regardless of how you do it, make sure you're connected with them. All right, let's talk podcasting, because we like to talk that too. So you launched all about HR podcast last July. What led you to start it? What's the format concept? And what have you learned along the way that you didn't expect? I want to answer three first, but I'll wait. I joined the community and the, you know, the hashtag HR community on Twitter. And I just started meeting people left and right. And people were connecting with me. And I, I jump on your Twitter chat. That was honestly one of the most important things. And I've been dying to get back in because it's been hard to get to for Sunday nights for me uh, as of late. But I will be back. But honestly, that Twitter chat, I just got to know so many people. And everybody was so nice. And everybody was so smart. And then I started branching out, listening to all these podcasts. One thing that resonated to me was it was people that know a lot about HR. They're people like you that have been HR professionals for 20 years or people that have written books or people that own consultancies doing these podcasts. And I went, you know, it'd be interesting is what if it was somebody from the audience that was hosting a podcast? It wasn't an expert talking to other experts. It's somebody that truly genuinely is trying to learn 
more about HR. You know, as you, as you mentioned in the bio, I've always worked very closely with HR and all my leadership. I've always loved HR. They helped me so many times before I do any progressive discipline, before I did any hiring, I would always partner with HR and they've been so helpful in my career. So I've always been very close with them. You know, we took over the Irish bars. Imagine three Irish bars, large Irish bars with zero HR program and zero HR people. And several lawsuits. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I know the power of HR. I've been around it. Being in the community, I just went, I need to learn more from the professionals that have held these titles. So that's really what inspired it. I listened to this podcast and this one really resonated. I was like, you know, it doesn't have to be dry. And I'm not calling any other listeners podcast dry, but you really resonated. Like, this is a fun podcast, 30 minutes. I could, I'll listen to that. And it really inspired me. And, and one day I was talking about it to my CEO and I was actually like, hey, we should sponsor this podcast. He's like, we should. And why don't you do your own podcast? I was like, I can't do that. He said, why? And I went, okay, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's kind of how we got there. The format really is, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I liked this format and I wanted to hold true to that in the terms of this isn't about just talking HR nuts and bolts. It's not, well, let's dig into this like hour long, like deep dive into an HRIS system. It's about people. Like it's humanizing. So I wanted it to be humanizing. I want it to be informational, but I also wanted to learn. I wanted to be greedy. It's called All About HR. And the name came from Tom Wants to Learn All About HR. So that's really how we got to the title. I vetoed it. I wanted to call it HR Hot Sauce. <laughs> I felt that fit me a little bit more, uh, but that was vetoed. That's okay. Uh, that's a segment. Funny enough, there's another all about HR. We launched five days before them and I've connected with them and I'm now like, Hey, let's do like a fun all about HR, all about HR. And we're in the same group. And you know, I just love the community. I love the learning aspect. That's what drives it. I want to meet people. I want to connect deeper than just on Twitter. I want to learn. And I know there's other people out there that want to learn. And that's, that's how we got to where we got to. Oh, what did I learn along the way? That's right. Um, <laughs> the technology behind it, you see so many podcasts, you're like, well, you plug a microphone into your computer, just hit record. And I mean, it was like four weeks of like testing and this, and that probably, that's not going to work. And how do we edit this? And, you know, we recorded our first two episodes and we thought it was the system and then realized, oh no, our microphone was bad. Then I had to ask my CEO, hey, can you spend another hour recording with us? So the tech part of it was so much harder. That was probably the biggest learning but, you know, once that ended, since then, it's people are people. I'm talking to really intelligent, smart, successful, cool, like people I genuinely look up to. And they're just awesome human beings. I think that's what HR and what everything we're talking about is, is it's just about people. Like, strip away the labels, strip away the accolades, just strip all that stuff away. And people are people. I feel like I was losing a little bit of faith in humanity at some point. And, and these conversations really do restore that. And, and that's always been a belief of mine that people are great. Let people be themselves and engage them in a positive way. And it's going to be positive. And uh, the podcast is, is really kind of rejuvenated that belief for me. Tom, as you want to learn all about HR, and I'm sorry you didn't use Tom wants to learn all about HR. Has some punch too. Who's the dream guest for you? Who do you really want to learn from? If we could help you get to them or the, com the community that listens to this show. People ask us that all the time. We don't have an answer because we always just say we want to meet cool people. I feel like you might have some thought there because of what you're trying to do with the show. Absolutely. You know, Stacey Harris, my favorite part of HR tech, 
Uh, I haven't had the guts to reach out to her yet. I'd love to uh, have Stacey Harris. I'm in it back and forth with Steve Brown. He was kind of like my first major, like, all right, I got to get this guy. Like, he's awesome. And he's also gracious enough. Uh, I suspected he would say yes. So I'm trying to get him. But I'd say Stacey Harris, uh, Meg Bear uh, from SAP Success Factors. She's just so smart and cool and just awesome. Uh, I'd love to sit down with her. Lori Rudiman, uh, I read her book instantly when it came out. I listen to Punk Rock HR. I don't like giving singular answers. I give a podium. So there's there's my podium. All fine choices. All fine choices. And you too, but we'll talk about that later. Hey, I was going to say, you enjoy this. There might be additional conversation in the next bit of time, you know, more to come on that. Yeah, that'd be great. Tom, as you know, um, we have been outsourcing some of our work. We have a question for you from Bonnie Netco. If you were going to an ice cream social, what flavors of ice cream and toppings would you want? You could take the S off flavors. Uh, My mom raised (laughs) me on pralines and cream, and that will forever be my favorite. I love it. It's it's been since I literally since I was younger than my son. It's been my favorite, and it's never changed. Uh, she's no longer with me, so it's got this extra. It's like every mm. time I have pralines and cream, it's like she's with me. I, literally, I cried eating an ice cream cone uh, last year. Like it was wild. Uh, and I'm a huge butterscotch guy. Uh, I'll take pralines and cream, and if I don't have pralines and cream, I'm going to cover whatever it is in butterscotch. I love that. So, you know that stuff that like forms on the top and like gets magic hard shell. and crackle through? Yeah, the magic yeah, shell. Yeah, magic shell. Magic that's shell awesome butterscotch. Stuff. Yeah, that's that's the good stuff. Fun fact about magic shell, it only freezes on ice cream. When we were in college, we tried to magic shell. There's a rock on campus at Northwestern that it's this massive rock, and it's called The Rock, and people paint it. And fraternities, sororities, marching band, all different groups. So you have to... Stay with the rock all night long, and you can paint it in the day, and you have to stay with it all day. That night you leave, and then the next group comes and does it. So one time, the marching band tried to magic shell the rock. <laughs> it, it, not, it was not good. It was a mess, and it caused a lot of bees and bad news. And just, just I, I, I hate to be the group after you. Trying yeah, to exactly. Right? Yeah, John, right? John's PSA, don't use uh, magic shell on anything other than ice cream. <laughs> That's good for any parents out there, too. I'm sure. yeah. Good to know. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. Running HR for a mid-sized business means you hire, onboard, process payroll, keep up with regulations, resolve conflict, organize company events, the list goes on. You need software that can keep up with all you do so you can focus on keeping your employees happy and engaged. You need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that makes life easier for your employees, your management, and you. Namely's HR platform covers your essential HR and compliance needs all in one place. Namely offers it all, from onboarding and payroll to time tracking, benefits, employee engagement, and so much more. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, Namely's all-in-one integrated platform is designed to be used by everyone every day. Namely just rolled out their newest feature, Continuous Feedback. Now you can encourage and engage employees by giving feedback on an ongoing basis, break away from traditional point-in-time review cycles, and make feedback part of the day-to-day employee experience. We want you to build a better workplace with Namely, so we've arranged a special offer for listeners. Right now, get a free month of unlimited access to Namely's all-in-one HR platform. Go to Namely.com slash HR social hour to learn more thanks again namely for sponsoring the hr social hour half hour podcast now back to the show and we are back tom it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show the half hour question connection 
And we're going to mix it up a little bit because you've been on the show before. First question, mild, medium, hot, or nuclear? I'm a nuclear guy. Bring it. <laughs> All the way up there, huh? Absolutely. Tom, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year you think more people should know? You know, uh, Joel, I think it's Lalgy. L-A-L-G-E-E. That's the funny thing about like Twitter and the network. Like I've actually, I've never heard it spoken, but at human headhunter, uh, I love that guy. He's just got good insights. Uh, he's a little bit sharp, which I, I love recruiters. They're always like, there's just like, I just love it. Uh, so he brings it. He's really funny, but he's really, really great insight. And honestly, I put Meg Bear on there uh, as well. So she's getting a double shout out for me tonight. Tom, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Ask more questions and focus on efficiency of your work, not the hours of your work. Tom, you mentioned earlier you've been going to a lot of shows this summer. What's your favorite or the most memorable live performance you have ever attended? Yeah, that's like the hardest answer. I have to I have to go back to the fish, my first one ever, Madison Square Garden. I mean, I'm 15, and my oh, friend's wow. parents dropped us off at Madison Square Garden to go see fish. That was an experience. Uh, but, you know, like... REM at Knickerbocker, my first show of anything was up there. I'm going to see wow. War on Drugs and Red Rocks this weekend. I mean, Red Rocks is my home venue. I see so many good good shows there. Every one of them blows my head off. That place is so beautiful. Red Rocks is a great place to see live music. I worked there one summer when I lived in Colorado. You did? It was yeah. It was awesome. I worked the beer line, so it was even better. <laughs> I, uh, I I've been to that beer line before. Tom, if you could be on any TV show, either as a character or yourself, what would it be? I would be Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. uh, he's the chicken man. Uh, if you don't know the name, he's just like so cool and slow, which is the opposite of me, which I think would be really fun. Uh, also, as a hospitality guy, he's so meticulous in the kitchen. That's one of the few places I'm meticulous is in hospitality settings. So I love that. And his character got to be in a whole new five-season show, Better Call Saul. So I thought that was kind of a good cheat. I get to take my character on the road uh, for a second <laughs> season. Recently, it was announced it's going to be Tom Horn Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? Taco bar and live music. Easy. Everybody should have tacos. And there should be live music, whether it's a ukulele in your back porch. <laughs> Everybody plays music on National Tom Horn Day. I love it. We were getting love tacos it. a lot these days. Well, yeah, the tacos in at least are very the popular. The last six weeks. Yeah, tacos are very, very yeah. popular. That's not a bad thing. When I was in no. college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So you know, old El Paso, the home taco shells. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to the address on the back of their box, and I would send them ad pitches of me being Tommy Taco and was hell-bent on becoming Tommy Taco, the taco spokesman for old El Paso uh, back wow. in the late 90s, early 2000s. Sadly, never responded. That's too bad. I, I wish I had known you then. <laughs> I know the granddaughter of the guy who started that place. Oh, man. Because you know me. I know somebody. Yeah. Yeah, you do. She was a French horn player, and we went to music camp together. And... <laughs> And then we ran in each other in, in uh, college. She went to, uh, I was at Middle Tennessee and she was at Vanderbilt. That was, yeah, but her, her grandfather started Old El Paso. Wow. Wow. If I'd known, see, if I'd known you then and you could have been Tommy Taco. We, we wouldn't be talking now because you'd be <laughs> salsa you'd be Tommy Taco. I, I'd have a whole different podcast, but I'd probably still have the <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> you still could. I mean, you still could do a taco-based podcast. You could be asking what's in your shell or who's <laughs> off the corn or... Carnitas yeah. or 
Ooh, what's in your shell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to mix up for I'm, season three some new hot sauce, uh, HR hot sauce questions. So I, I like this. Nice. Finally, Tom, uh, as you know, we are outsourcing. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? I hope this one isn't taken. This is seeming almost obvious. But the first thing that jumped into my head was, what's the best way you've been recognized for your work by your company? It's never been asked. I like it. Yeah. No, it has not right. been asked. I love it. Great question. Mark it. It is now in the book and it will be asked very soon. Tom, I appreciate so much making time to come back. I know you said before we got going that the first time you recorded with us was the first podcast you ever did. So now you are certainly an old pro having done your own now for a bit of time. And kudos to you for that because it is not easy. (laughs) Utmost respect for keeping it going as long as you have. Because, yeah, it's it's a lot tougher than people think it is. It is. We can just say kudos to you for that. I know most of our listeners are probably already connected, but those that are not and want to want to reach out, best way for them to get in touch with you out there. My personal is at Engagement HR. The podcast is at All About HR, and my company People Element is PeopleElement.com. Reach out and say hi. I'd love to chat with you. We will have that in the show notes. And then Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there. Uh, best way, as always, is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat, 7 p.m. Eastern time. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to our friends over at Namely for sponsoring this entire month of September. Be sure to check out namely.com slash HR Social Hour to get your first month free. And as for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, HR Social Hour podcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow or subscribe, whatever they call it on the platform you're listening to this right now. Click that button. You'll get that new episode each and every week. International listeners, we would love to talk to you about tacos or hot sauce or HR, music, whatever it is you may be into. It is easier for us to hear from you, though, than for us to get in touch with you. So reach out and let's start Mm -hmm. that conversation to have you on board. Tom, once again, appreciate being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 